0: Frat
1: brothers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW.
0: One of us is the 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice. Poor <laughs> sweet Kendra. Doesn't <laughs> hey, know. Hey, I'm learning
1: every day. <laughs> oh, really,
0: what happens next, Kendra? If you're so smart, what happens in the next episode? You don't know. Something
1: dramatic. No, I'm it's... gonna guess. Hey, I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time.
0: Do I have to say? Oh, yeah, I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all.
1: Yeah. It, it must be stated. Yeah. Our show is Everyone. brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and previously on X Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, Episode 25 Smashed.
1: Smashed. Which means...
0: Because they're drinking? Drunk? Drunk, I guess, yeah.
1: I guess that's not the word I hear. Like, smashed. that person was smashed.
0: Yeah, that that's... I remember that from, like, high school. Oh, okay. That's, like, okay. the term, yeah. For somebody who's really drunk, what would you say?
1: I would say... I can't think of the word I'm trying to, to think of.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It'll
1: come to me. Okay. It'll come to me. We're cracking open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards... And professional ethics the week need not apply. This er- episode originally aired on March 20th, 1996. Birthdays March 30th, I and Zeering turned 32. Mm. That's how old I am. Wait, are you? Yes, <laughs> I forget how old yeah. I am all the time. That sounds right,
0: that right? Sounds right? No, I'm yeah. turning
1: 32. I'm 31. When were you born? What year were you born? Uh, 91. <laughs>
0: yeah you no, you're turning 32 i'm 31 32. but i'll be 32 in a you're couple turning months 32. Yeah, it's it's right. hard because right.
1: you think like i'm turning this yeah and then you forget what right. age you actually right. are yeah so. yeah uh and april 1st matt lanter who played liam in the cw years turned 13 Aww. all right movies we had the 68th annual academy awards hosted by whoopi goldberg That sounds like a good host. Yeah. Ugh. Did you see... I think Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the next... And I'm just like, ugh. All
0: right. I don't understand Jimmy Kimmel. I don't understand.
1: He's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, winners for the 68th Academy Awards Best Director went to Mel Gibson for Braveheart. Did he direct that?
0: Now you're making me question it.
1: I think, you know, I think I'm thinking Wasted for
0: Drunk. Wasted. Or hammered, yeah, yeah,
1: but not smashed. Yeah, plastered. plastered. I'm looking. All I'm looking up words now. All those are good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Directed and produced and starring Mel Gibson. Yeah, there you go. Huh.
1: I don't know why I didn't know that. Best actor went to Nicolas Cage for Leaving Las Vegas. Mm. Best actress went to Susan Sarandon for Dead Man Walking, and best picture went to Braveheart. I have never I have seen Braveheart seen all the way through. Any of those movies. I've seen the beginning of Braveheart, and I've seen the freedom scene, but that's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, what about Leaving Las Vegas? You guys were on such a Nick Cage. I know, and we didn't
1: get to that one.
0: Didn't watch it. Okay.
1: No. All right. TV, March twenty first, the sitcom Boston Common debuted on NBC. A hit in its first season, the series tanked in season two with a move to Sunday nights. Boy,
0: those were the days where a show just, like, lived and died based on where it was yeah. on the schedule.
1: I know. You know? Are people going to be watching on Crazy this particular time. night at this particular yeah. time?
0: I know. I know. I remember Boston Common. I remember it was, it was really popular. And then after that, it ran on, like, USA, when USA would do, like, afternoon blocks of recent sitcoms. It was, like, Boston Common and, like, Ned and Stacy with uh, – with deborah messing and thomas hayden church stuff like that Hmm. and boston common was in a constant rotation and there's not a lot of episodes but i remember like friends in high school loving this show
1: Hmm, interesting yeah march 29th nash bridges debuted on cbs the series starred don johnson and cheech Mm. marin and would Mm -hmm. run for 122 episodes
0: never seen nash nash bridges
1: no me either
0: speaking of don johnson i've never seen miami vice
1: the sh- the TV show,
0: well, not not the show nor the movie, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Music. March twenty sixth, Buster Rhymes released his studio debut album with "The Coming." It was certified platinum and received a Grammy nomination. Side praise. <laughs> <laughs> on March twenty eighth, news breaks that Phil Collins is leaving Genesis to focus on his solo work.
0: Oh. Who's taking Genesis? No, Carol. No one's taking Genesis. No
1: one's taking Genesis.
0: Google Wrath of Khan for you. Certainly
1: not Phil Collins. In late March, Nickelback dropped their first EP, Hesher. Okay. Hesher. Several several remember. of the songs would resurface on their first proper album, Curb, which dropped later in nineteen ninety six.
0: Have you, you know, touched Nickelback over on nineties music?
1: No, we haven't. I don't even. I never think of them as like a nineties group i think of them as a 2000s group and that's probably why but you know they're not my favorite but i think i don't know that they deserve the the bashing that they get
0: interesting phenomenon i mean i don't i don't think i could hum you a nickelback song probably if somebody started singing the most popular one i'd be like okay sure but yeah i've never really understood how collectively we as a society have been like nickelback is the worst thing in the world i just don't know know? that
1: it's deserved i I don't know there are several nickelback songs that i like okay i like look at this photograph i don't know i mean we like to make fun of that one but i like that song All right, video games. Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension was released for the Super Nintendo in Japan. It was the last of the Dragon Ball Z fighting games to be released on the SNES.
0: Does your love of the Dragon Ball world go back to the Super Nintendo? Have you ever played it? No, I haven't played
1: much on the Super Nintendo. We loved to play, um, we must have been on the GameCube. Okay. There was a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I actually just started rewatching Dragon Ball Z last week from the beginning. Look at you. Look I at have you. all of it. Dragon Ball Z Kai, which okay. if you don't know, Nick, I don't know if you know. Kai, okay. they took out all of the filler episodes where nothing happens.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's just, I mean, there's still okay. a lot of just like standing lot, and yelling lot, at each other okay. before yeah. anything actually happens. Um but it's it's a lot shorter and easier to watch. So I just started watching that.
0: I don't know if I should even tell you this, but the only Dragon Ball I've seen is the movie
1: that see, that's the,
0: the live. action. Add this movie. to the
1: list of podcasts we can do. You and me. OK, we'll just. Wow. Wow.
0: That would be. Yeah, that'd be something.
1: <laughs> we there's the episodes. If we did Kai, they're so short. We could cover like five episodes in one podcast. episode. I just love
0: that you're planning ahead. I think that's great
1: we've got to we're we're yeah. making it we're over halfway through
0: i know i know
1: all right nick take us beyond the zip code in
0: 2021 ian zering appeared in the sci-fi thriller hunters here's a little synopsis for you kendra are you ready yes As john t Recker continues his task of protecting a group of refugees from a virus no thanks <laughs> the threat of something new and even more dangerous grows ever closer in the form of monstrous mutants oh we've got to watch this one Sounds great. This has to be a Halloween that, watch yeah, or something. It sounds like the John T. Wrecker character. I i feel like it's mostly just him because from what I can gather, iron ziering stuff, he Ion Zering plays like Wrecker's commanding officer, and it's like they have communications via view screen. I think you only ever see iron ziering at a view screen. Oh, so he's probably okay. just like hanging out and wherever the heck he lives, cashing <laughs> those Sharknado residuals. Yeah. You know, being like, Yeah, I'll be your commanding officer, I'm Iron Zeering." Work
1: smart, not hard. That's what I On always TVs,
0: say. Ion Zering.
1: Nick, wouldn't it be crazy if we pivoted from a nine hundred two and 90210 podcast to a Dragon Ball Z podcast?
0: It would. It, the, <laughs> what yeah, the,
1: whiplash that would give would, everyone. Yeah, the,
0: the, <laughs> the narrow window there of people who like both, I think, would really it'd be like, I think there's the probably some life. overlap. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, if you were, but if you were a 90s kid watching Dragon Ball Z, you probably weren't also watching nine hundred two and 90210 is all I'm saying, you know?
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, all right, let's look at our synopsis for this episode. An episode in which only bad decisions are made. Claire and Donna agree to let an unstable Tara move in. Rush makes Steve bring his teenage brothers to a frat party. Steve lets the teenage brothers drink. Recovering addict Kelly takes recovering addict Tara to a frat party. Kelly's date is their doctor from rehab. Valerie makes recovering addict Colin attend a party where his ex-girlfriend, recovering addict Kelly, will also be in attendance. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Everyone is just making the best decisions.
0: Firing on all cylinders here. Everybody's doing great.
1: So is the Walsh house like a official like frat location I don't think
0: so they're they, just they, having
1: they, they, it at the house
0: yeah they call okay. it like frat party like what the frat house west or something yeah like that. They they, when that, they I,
1: said that i was like is that a joke or is joke. this like
0: i'm trying to think have we had a frat party here before i know we had the big party when they thought that the house was going to be torn down and they like trashed it but yeah. have we had any kind of frat activity at the walsh house i'm gonna I say no think so.
1: i don't yeah. think
0: so i'm gonna say no Correct me if I'm wrong, because Lucinda said some truly filthy things, but I feel like maybe we have the dirtiest one-two punch of any episode In the
1: beginning of this episode? Yeah. Yeah. I think you might be right. It it was like, it was a like, wow moment for me, for sure. But before we get there, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills?
0: today's episode was written by meredith steim and directed by charles coral so i did not recognize the name charles coral so i looked him up this is the first of seven episodes of 90210 that he will do from now until the end of the series he'd previously directed two episodes of models inc and would direct 47 episodes of melrose place wow
1: that's he directed
0: some before this and would direct some after this but yeah so heavy hitter here in the in the franchise, anyway. Uh, we have a couple of returning players. Paige Moss back as Tara Marks, Michael Dietz as Greg, who is technically not a doctor, Kendra, so I think it's fine. So it's fine. You know, it's He's fine. not a doctor, it's fine. Not at all a problem. We have Jed Allen back as Rush Sanders, Randy Spelling as Ryan Sanders, Travis Wester as Austin Sanders, and Ryan Brown as Morton Munts. Yeah, uh, Munts is back. Yeah. I see see Yeah. We have a new recurring player, and that's Kevin Scannell as Crane. He was in Empty Nest, Murphy Brown, and Just in Time. Crane. Love me, me some Empty Nest. I'd watch Empty Nest right now, but it's impossible to watch.
1: <laughs> I feel and I uh, feel that pain. Uh, who is Crane? Plus. Remind me. I was me? really
0: hoping you wouldn't ask me that because I don't mm-hmm. remember who okay. that would be.
1: Well, they're are recurring you, players, so we'll see them again.
0: Who in this episode who is extra? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know either. Other cast oh i don't like to take digs at people but terry woodbury as dr citron was maybe the worst performance i've ever seen on this show do you remember i
1: don't it didn't oh. stand out to me he
0: comes out at the end to talk about well i won't say who but talks about like their recovery and oh he's very like dire stuff but he's like okay you guys have a great yeah he <laughs>
1: maybe yeah maybe he was him. very jovial about was. it
0: very jovial yeah yeah confusing more recently, he's been on shows like 911, Grey's Anatomy, and How to Get Away with Murder. Um, did you watch How to Get Away with Murder?
1: It has been on my list to watch for years.
0: I saw the pilot, like when it happened. It was kind of like, all right. And then just never watched another episode.
1: Mm.
0: So, sorry. Well,
1: I'll get into it one day. It's on my okay. list.
0: Finally, we have Lainey Hishorva as the nurse. She Her only other credit is a recurring role as a nurse on Doogie Hauser M.D.
1: She's got typecast <laughs> as a nurse.
0: <laughs> Do you ever watch Doogie Howser? No. Such a weird show. Do you know the premise? He's like a child doctor. He's a child doctor. Yeah, like like the sp- good
1: doctor? Is, like, no, is not, the good no. doctor an elevated Doogie Howser? Uh,
0: Doogie, Doogie is like, I feel like he's like 13. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's ridiculous how young he is. But the show was written by Steven Boccio, who, like, went on to do, like, NYPD Blue and things like that. So the writing in, in Doogie Hauser is actually pretty strong. And, like, the stories are good, but you just can't... I can't... He's a child. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Does The Good Doctor so, make sense?
0: I haven't really watched The Good Doctor.
1: Is Doogie Hauser like, a genius?
0: He is a genius, though. I think that The, the Good Doctor, that character, has a neurological thing, right? Mm. He's... I don't know. He's normally I don't know. I've him. never
1: watched the contest.
0: Yeah, he is. And Doogie Hauser is just like basically young Sheldon. So
1: Huh. Have oh, you very, seen it?
0: very very uh very personable, very friendly. Just a average kid who also is a super genius and a doctor.
1: Yeah, let kids be doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Okay. We started Kelly Donna Claire's and it's a very short, uh cold open here. Yeah. Basically the girls are just talking about Kelly wants Tara to come live with them for what does she say? Couple weeks, tops.
0: Yeah. Well, she only says that when when Claire really pushes it. Claire's yeah. like, "How long are we talking about?" And Claire's very much like, "This is a terrible idea." And Donna, I think, also believes it's a terrible idea, but is a little like caught wanting to support Kelly. And when pushed, Kelly says, "A couple of weeks, yeah.
1: tops." Yeah, they are not not Mm-mm. very okay with it, but everyone. Mm-hmm agrees that she can live there for a couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's kind, but not even Kelly knows Tara, you yeah. know? Like she's only had
0: interactions with her like in a hospital for a very short window of time.
1: And if the hospital is supposed to be providing a place for her to li- like looking into a place for her to live, why would they be kicking her out without
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know. Maybe I that's know not I'm their sure. job, but whatever. Yeah. All right. After the intro, we go to the Walsh House where Steve and Claire are Whoa. in bed. <laughs> we were just talking
0: about a Steve boudoir scene being. I new. know, and now, now we've got it.
1: another one in this episode. Um, Steve wants to just stay in bed all day. Then they're talking about the uh, the keg party later that night at the Walsh House.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Claire's hair is full rogue from the X Men. It's, it's bad. It's, it's, it <laughs> the whole, the, all of it is lighter, but she has two just like almost white, very blonde streaks right. in the front.
0: But they're not, it, it looks like her hair was done and somebody came with a paintbrush and just went boop, yeah. boop. Like they're not blended in any way. No. It's just like a stripe. Yeah. She's not pulling it off. Nick, okay?
1: I had, I had highlights like okay. this in the yes. early 2000s. And that was like the style. It was just like stripe, stripe, stripe. I will have to find the picture and show you because that's exactly how. I mean, but hers is weird because it's just two in the front and nothing else. It's not the whole head. Just two streaks in the front. Just picture. I mean, Rogue Rogue makes it work. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Claire doesn't. Really? Not,
0: not so much. No. Kendra, did you have the streaks when you were a, a, a magazine, a print model for a military kids magazine? Or was that a different time? <laughs> no,
1: that this was a, a different okay. time. And that All was right. one little article okay. <laughs> that okay. I was All right. in.
0: All right. You have a history as a child model. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, So... Yeah, they're just like, you know, talking and flirting. And I honestly didn't write down the dirty jokes. Did you write oh, I'll it down? Tell you. Oh, I'll tell you okay. what they said. you tell us. <laughs> he,
0: he wants them to just play hooky all day. And he's going to skip. He wants her to skip. And she says, well, I would, but I have a thing called a conscience. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, I have a thing called a... And then, and then she's like, hold it. And he's like, I was hoping you would hold it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> no two ways about that no that I was is just surprised it was surprising it was they're just a little bit more off color than they tend to go you know and he doesn't actually say anything but the implications are very clear yeah there's so no other no other little meaning to that. for uh 90s prime time but <laughs> uh,
1: all right we go to the lawyer's office valerie has found a new lawyer and she's meeting with him i don't know why She he's not under house arrest. Why isn't he coming to these meetings with his lawyer?
0: He's an artist, Kendra. (laughs) He's got to paint terrible pictures.
1: Yep, terrible, terrible. The lawyer says there's there's no way around it. He's got to serve some time. Mm -hmm. Valerie again seems surprised by this. I don't know why this should be surprising. Yeah, it seems obvious.
0: When you're in a televised car chase, you probably get you're probably going to do some time.
1: And a car chase and. He had drugs on him. Right. He was caught at a big drug bust. I don't know. Right. It's...
0: right. Yeah.
1: So the options here are he can take a deal. He'll get a maximum of six months in a minimum security prison. He can paint in prison. Yeah. It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be like a vacation. Yeah. Um. Or he can plead not guilty, go to trial. And if he loses in trial, it, it could be a way worse sentence. Yeah, like
0: years, like multiple years yep.
1: yeah which if you'll remember it was the other lawyer had said three years so yeah i mean six months that's that's a pretty good deal yeah so it is now valerie's job to sell this to colin who if you he remember from the things? last episode yeah. he's having night terrors about being in in jail yeah. so he's he does not want to go back
0: from an art standpoint he could sell the crap out of his prison paintings though Come yeah on yeah I did some every time. artist
1: are... needs yeah you need that yeah. the the tortured artist thing oh, to
0: you don't want to see these these are the paintings I did in a big house
1: you <laughs> yeah know, yeah come in it, I it reminds me of did you see the French dispatch the movie
0: uh oh oh um no I know what you mean though
1: oh, okay well there's there's an artist who's in prison and he's doing all these works of art in prison and that's like a whole part of it but anyway no Okay, we go to the hospital where Kelly is coming to pick up Tara. Yeah, she runs into not Doctor Greg on the on the way.
0: Enough, how much he was not a doctor.
1: He's not a doctor. It's he fine.
0: He isn't,
1: and he he seems a little skeptical about them living together. Yeah, he's like you know you guys bonded in this kind of intense situation and. Now she's going to live with you like that. I don't know. It just could, it could backfire, but it's very nice of you. Kelly's hair is on point in this episode. It's like she's washed it. It's like fluffy. It's the best it's looked in a very long time.
0: But it's much shorter than it
1: has been. It is shorter, and I still am not super loving the short. Yeah. But. It looks like she's washed it at least. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> yes, it doesn't
1: yes. look like there's any product in it. It just looks like it just looks good and her ma- like she's wearing makeup. Yeah. She not that you need makeup to look pretty, but she just looks so much <laughs> more put together than than she has I, in a long time.
0: I will agree about the put together, but my first reaction was like she looks like Mary Martin and Peter Pan. <laughs> so
1: And the and the bad thing yeah. with that would be <laughs> You're right.
0: <laughs> You're right, Mary Martin's a national treasure.
1: <laughs> are Wait, you talking you about know, that live action Peter Pan movie?
0: A what are you one? talking about?
1: No, Mary no, no. Mary Martin
0: like, yeah, yeah, Mary Martin everybody had like a VHS of of Mary Martin. Yeah. There's also there's also the Sandy Duncan one, so don't get confused. Okay, well I now mean, I've
1: got to look up which one you're talking about cuz there was a live action one that Mary I used Martin. to watch.
0: Given your age, Kendra, you watched the Sandy Duncan one. I'll promise you that.
1: Well, we're about to, to While you're find looking out. that up,
0: let me hit you with the fact. Mary Martin is the mother of larry hagman who starred in i dream of genie and dallas
1: dallas do you think about that sounds good okay all right this is the one i used to watch it came out in 1960 oh
0: 1960 well that would be mary martin
1: then mary martin yeah okay okay yeah this is the one i watched There's also
0: a, a kathy rigby one and an allison williams one but we shouldn't talk about
1: that well, they're, the one that I loved well, – now we're on a Peter Pan thing. The The one that – because I love Peter Pan, and I love Tinkerbell, and I love fairies. Did you know that, Nick? Um, I learned it
0: really recently, but okay.
1: Uh, the one that I watched came out – I think it came out in 2003, and the the guy who played Peter Pan, his name was Jeremy Sumter, and I was in love with him. And oh, yeah. And I've seen that movie 50,000 times. I love the that movie. The chemistry
0: between the Peter and Wendy in that was – was magnetic and they were children. So I yeah. don't know how they pulled that off.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the guy who play I can't think of his name, he plays uh Ma- dad Malfoy in yeah. the Harry Potter movies. He's in yeah, it and he's it's, Captain it's Hook. Amazing. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um and he's so good. That's a great yeah, it's movie. It's a great movie. It I really is I
0: feel like it's underrated. That's not one that I think has like kind of come back into people's minds. It's like the people who saw it in two thousand three have a lot of affection for it and everybody else is like, uh, what are you talking about?
1: I was obsessed what with are you that movie. About?
0: Bobby Driscoll, who voiced Peter Pan in the original, had a terrible life as a child star Aww. and like fell into drugs and everything and then was buried in a pauper's grave and nobody knew what happened to him for years. And then they found his body and identified it as Bobby Driscoll.
1: Wow. That's yeah. so sad.
0: He's sad. He was in several. He was in like So Dear to My Heart and a bunch of other Disney movies. Wow. Then another sort of movie I up. used to
1: watch all the time. I don't know why we go. watched So Dear to My Heart yeah. all the time, but we did. Yeah.
0: Very tragic, very tragic story of Bobby Driscoll.
1: Oh, how sad! I all know. right, well, let's continue. Sorry with... to
0: bring it down. <laughs> I guess it's sort of topical because it's about drug use. But
1: <laughs> all right, where were we?
0: We were talking about the late Bobby Driscoll, <laughs> I believe.
1: Uh... I gotta throw. Okay, so so Kelly flirty flirty country. with with Doctor Greg. Yeah. He asks if she wants to go to dinner, and she says, "Well, I can't tonight, but I have this party I'm going to. If you want to come to the party." And he says that he'll call her later and, you know, figure yeah. out details.
0: Right. Which is confusing because he can go to the party, but he has to come late. But he was planning to take her to dinner.
1: Yeah. That doesn't make okay. sense. All right. I don't know why they even call it a date. Why can't he just come to the party and yeah, I don't know. hang out? Why does it have I to be a know. date?
0: Also, don't date your patients. Yeah. I would say, yeah. you know,
1: but he was, she wasn't his patient. He just okay. works there.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, okay,
1: <laughs> Kelly goes into Tara's room, and Tara is very happy to see her. She was worried she wasn't gonna come for some reason, and she is very thankful that she's getting to to live with Kelly for a while.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, it's gonna work out great for everyone, I think.
1: At the Walsh house, Valerie and Brandon are having a chat about the whole situation with Colin. Brandon makes a comment. He says, you've got to, you got to commit murder to get away with anything in this town, which seemed like maybe it was talking about something in particular, but I didn't know what. No, just, just an offhanded comment. Maybe, I don't don't know. know. Valerie wants to bring Colin to the party. I don't know why she would think this is a good idea. It's a terrible idea. They live do in L.A. They... Why can't they go anywhere else?
0: Oh, do you think Brandon was making an O.J. reference?
1: Maybe. You know? That's that's <laughs> what I was kind of wondering. Yeah. If he was talking about something specific.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Does I mean, there make was sense? There was also just a, a televised car chase. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know.
1: How many O.J. references can we put in there? So, yeah. So, Valerie wants... Colin to go to this party I mean they live in Los Angeles They could go anywhere They could do anything Why do they have to go to this party
0: I don't Yeah It's also I mean listen So much about this is crazy But like Colin is a professor At the university Who is currently like Surely not anymore Well no not anymore But like it's just an extra layer Of inappropriate I feel like Yeah For him to go to this frat party But you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and i don't understand like because i mean we'll get to it but valerie also has a bit of an attitude about him like interacting with kelly and it's like lady then you why bring him happen yeah why are you bringing no. him then no reason to bring him no reason <sighs> well
1: brandon is you know like he i mean he could come it's your house too i just don't know what what'll happen right and they they have this funny little back and forth where they're like fine 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 yeah. <laughs> as they walk away from each other it was a
0: funny moment i like when they have little bits together yeah i'm still sad they wimped out on the pairing i would have liked to have seen brandon valerie but yeah you
1: know, oh well whatever at the peach pit steve is having lunch with rush austin and ryan who i usually refer to in my notes as the brothers because i cannot yep. ever remember which one austin is which and
0: ryan. my wife like walked through at this point and was like oh those guys
1: yeah <laughs> they're back it actually took me a minute to be like right these are steve's half brothers right and basically rush is like i need you to watch them for the night bye yeah yeah (laughs) and steve says but i have a party tonight and rush is like they'll be fine the last thing you you party you took them to was great Mm -hmm. so and he gets 200 bucks to babysit yeah that's not bad I would I would pretty easily make two hundred bucks for a night of babysitting. People pay paid me top dollar for babysitting.
0: Are you offering? Because if you wanna
1: (laughs) I'm not close enough to you for that. I mean, friendship wise, we're close, but I mean location wise.
0: (laughs) Thank thank you for clarifying.
1: (laughs) At Kelly Donna Claire's, Tara is hanging out in Kelly's room and Saying, oh, if I had only gotten a job, I could have an apartment like this. My whole mm-hmm. life would be different. Yeah. And she's talking about how she wants to go back to school, get her degree so that she can get a good job. Sure. And they decide they're hungry, so they go in the kitchen to make some food.
0: Oh, Kelly's so stupid.
1: She's so stupid. So Kelly's making some toast, and Tara says, can I drink this juice? And Kelly is like, yeah, it's Claire's juice, but it's fine. Like, she'll be fine with it. Why? Why would you do it? And why would Tara, who has already been like, are you sure your roommates want me there? Why would she drink all the juice? She poured two incredibly large glasses of juice. Yes. And used up the rest of the carton.
0: So much orange juice.
1: So, yeah, Tara's in a good mood. She's like, you know, today could be the last day of my life, so I'm going to make it. The best day of my life best every day, day life. sure donna and claire arrive home and are cordial with tara claire notices that her juice is all gone and mm-hmm. it's an awkward moment of tara being like oh i'll i'll get you more it's fine and claire says no no drink my juice go, it's go ahead.
0: <laughs> help yourself to what was clearly mine
1: and she, she leaves the room and Donna's like, oh, you, she's fine. I used the rest of her conditioner this morning. So she's, you know, probably on edge about people using her stuff, but it'll be fine.
0: Claire was not, I don't think she was rude. She was not warm. No. But she was kind of like, you know what? Yeah. Peace out. You
1: know? <laughs> Drink my They kind of act
0: like Claire comes in and is like, oh, you get out of here, Dara. Yeah.
1: Back at Colin's house, Valerie has to break the news to him that he will be going back to prison. Mm. Colin does not take this well he throws a can across the room Valerie tries to tell him it's gonna you know it's gonna be fine minimum security you know it's not gonna be like where you just were it'll be much easier they called it a country club (laughs) and she says you know if you go to trial it'll be a lot worse if you lose and so Colin agrees that he'll He'll take the deal and do six months.
0: Yeah, Colin's reasonable and trustworthy.
1: It's fine. Valerie says, you know, let's have a good time while you're not in prison. Let's go to this party. Yeah. And he says, well, is Kelly going to be there? And Valerie says, yeah, but, you know, if she can't handle being there with you, then that's her problem. Just why why put them together if you yeah, don't want to figure it out
0: because the way she's playing it like it would make perfect sense to me if Valerie wants to kind of rub it in Kelly's face or sort of be like yeah I'm with Colin now but that's not the way she's acting it I don't know if that's the way it's do written, you think she's,
1: she's like testing Colin
0: I really don't know
1: to see if he's she... really over her.
0: Maybe, but she plays it completely straight. I feel like there's a breakdown in either the writing or the directing because she's not letting anything through if she has any ulterior motives. And it seems clear that she does. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little confusing.
1: Yeah. Okay. At the Walsh house, Brandon, oh, not Brandon, Austin and Ryan are helping set up for the party, moving furniture and helping carry food and they want a beer for their efforts. But Steve says no to the beer. Yeah.
0: I I really don't see Brandon okaying this. Like I know Steve lives there now, but after the last couple of times we had the one where the Walsh house was destroyed. We had the one where Steve was shooting a porno. uh, And now this, I just don't see Brandon being like, yeah, let's do it. But here we are. house West.
1: Brandon is not in the fraternity.
0: He's not, nor is he student body president, but they do still go to school. And I want to say he writes a column for the Condor, but sometimes he's an investigative journalist (laughs) for the Condor.
1: Right. Brandon and Susan arrive home with more supplies, beer, plates, etc. And one of the I forget who it is. One of the brothers tries to, like, pick up a bag and grab a beer Uh, at the same time. But Brandon catches him. Brandon and Steve then discuss Colin and how he'll be at the party. And Steve's like, yeah, as long as I don't have to dance with him, fine with me. Uh (laughs) (laughs) At Kelly Donna Claire's, Tara is worried about going to this party. And rightfully so. Why do they need to go to this party? Nuts. She says, you know, what if there are drugs there? And Kelly's like, we will keep each other from doing drugs. Perfect. Because freshly recovered people are good at at doing that.
0: Exactly. Two negatives always make a positive. That's just math. (laughs) You know?
1: Kelly tells Tara she can pick anything out of the closet to wear to the party, and she picks a little black dress.
0: Oh, but Kelly was going to wear that.
1: Yeah, but it's fine. She can wear
0: it. Okay. Okay.
1: At the student union, David and Joe have a little chat scene. Yeah. I guess they're good. Weren't they not good yeah. at one point? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah. they just chat about Donna's running late and how David and Donna are going to be doing this piece for the news. The school news about the party?
0: About the frat party. the About the off-campus frat party. They're doing like a video news piece about it. Whatever. Because that's the thing they still do. Yeah. I need a mic check.
1: I need a mic check. <laughs> Donna arrives and David has some questions written up for her, but she's like, oh, you know, I just like to wing it. And they say that they both are, you know, looking forward to working together again. It's been a while.
0: Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. chemistry.
1: You think? Maybe. A little chemistry coming through? Maybe.
0: I bet if they got back together, all of their problems would have gone away. David's like, I'm abstinent too now. Great. <laughs> yay." Remember when David was like, how dare you ask me to sleep with your hot friend, Valerie? I will never sleep with your hot friend without any consequences. How (laughs) dare you? Don't
1: ask me again.
0: How dare you?
1: Back at Colin's house, Valerie and Colin are making out, but then Valerie stops them to say they need to get ready for the party. Colin does not want to go to the party. He's like, let's just blow it off. Let's just stay home. And Valerie says, no, he needs to go out. He needs to be with people. He needs to face things. If he can face this party, he he can do
0: jail. What does that even mean? That makes no sense. He's like, after having been in jail, I know exactly where I don't want to be. And I don't want to be at that party. And she's like, shut your mouth.
1: (laughs) We're going.
0: oh valerie
1: at kelly donna claire's they are getting ready for the party kelly has also chosen a black dress so they're mm. kind of matching winning kelly gives tara a necklace to wear
0: which is her favorite necklace, yes her favorite
1: necklace. which tara is very excited about then kelly gets a call from greg And Tara answers first and then hands the phone to Kelly. And Tara seems a little upset once she realizes that Kelly is giving Greg the address for the party and that he is also going to be coming to the party.
0: Listen, don't tell anybody that I said this, but in this one instance, I'm
1: kind of on Tara's side. Again, it's just weird that they're making it a date. Like, he can come to the party. Why does it have to be, why was your, why would your first date be at a frat party?
0: But they're, like, in recovery, you know what I mean? Like, they just got out of rehab. They can't be socializing at, like, a booze fest with, whether or not he was their doctor, like, he that he is a doctor from the rehab. Like, no way would Tara ever feel comfortable with that. And Kelly shouldn't either. It's just crazy. So Tara bringing it up as an issue is kind of a Yeah, Tara's like,
1: like, that's a little weird. He was, like, our doctor. Yeah. Well, then, all of a sudden, Tara's, like, I'm just not going to go like you have Greg. You don't need me. Three's a crowd, whatever. But Kelly's like, no, I need you there. And maybe you'll meet someone and it's going to be great. So she, she gets Tara to go. All right. At the Walsh house, the party is in full swing. We see months. It does feel like a, a while since we've seen months.
0: I thought that too, but he's been in several episodes. Okay. Of this well, season.
1: maybe, oh. I mean, he's pretty prominent in this. He has a lot of lines in this episode. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why it felt that way. Kelly and Tara arrive and meet Brandon and Steve and who are very welcoming to Tara. Yep. And then Brandon and Kelly have a little talk. Brandon hasn't come to see Kelly since she's been out. And he says, you know, I just wanted to give you some space. Um, but she, you know, is thankful for Brandon.
0: Yeah. She's thankful in kind of a sizzle way though. She's like, how is it you always know what I need?
1: Yeah. little sizzle. Mm -hmm. And as they're hugging, Susan, of course, comes around the corner and, and sees them and joins the, the conversation and, kind of sends Kelly away in a like, oh, don't you want to go get some food in the kitchen, Kelly? <laughs> I,
0: I really liked this scene. And my wife was watching this one with me as well. and she We kind of came to the same conclusion that like Emma Caulfield's acting is usually pretty on point. But I think particularly here, the way she acts towards Kelly is so realistic. Because everybody else, like David and Claire, were in a really serious relationship. And now Steve and Claire are. But David and Claire together is never a thing. Steve's never weird about David being with Claire and like vice versa. It never happens in the show. But Susan's reaction to Kelly here is very much like, Hey, great. I'm going to be polite to you. Don't really love that this is happening. And I'm going to stay right here while you're with my boyfriend. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was so real.
1: Yeah. the So David and Donna are going around the party, filming things. They're filming the coin flip competition, which is when you try to get a coin, bounce a coin off the table into a cup. And if you don't make it, you have to drink.
0: Quarters, right? Isn't that just called quarters?
1: Is that what it's called? I don't know. I think so. Okay, let's call it quarters. And Austin and Ryan are wanting to join. Uh They are very interested in this game. Donna and David are filming Brandon and Susan, and then they film Claire, and then they film Joe. And Joe is like, all right, are you done with this now? Like, I would like to have fun with you at this party. But she kind of gives him the brush off and is like, oh, yeah, I'll be done in a minute. Man, Latter-day
0: Joe is giving me a lot of Ray vibes. (laughs) A
1: little bit. A little bit. Austin and Ryan are swiping people's alcohol. They're, like, offering them hors d'oeuvres to distract them from their alcohol so they can grab their, their drinks. Donna is later on she's filming everybody at the party and then she kind of zeroes in on joe and sees how sad he is so she gives the camera to brandon and she goes to get joe so they can dance Mm -hmm. together finally val and colin arrive and they're greeted very kindly by brandon and susan yeah it's it's a a warm greeting from the two of them
0: weird to me from brandon i don't know i just feel like brandon with everything that kelly went through and everything i feel like brandon would would and should be like cold as ice to Colin yeah
1: I guess he's trying to be nice for Valerie's sake Valerie, I I guess
0: but I still if I were him I would not be like hey there's my favorite coke hound you know (laughs) no way
1: Austin and Ryan are still watching the the game and they want to play um they end up did they already play did I not write it down at some point Steve is they months is like, Hey, can these guys play? And Steve's like, yeah, it's fine. Let them play around. And yeah, so they play. Some kind
0: of thing like, you know, I think they that already happened about, the first time yeah, they were looking earlier. at the game. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then they come back and try to get months to let them play again. And he says no. And while one is talking to months, the other snags like a bottle of, whiskey or something i don't even yeah, know what ryan, it was ryan grabs it yeah. a full bottle val and colin run into kelly in the kitchen and valerie leaves them alone to talk Uh huh. she's like i'll go get some drinks and leaves the two of them
0: which seemed like a mature move on her part being like you guys probably have to settle this business and she walks away doesn't doesn't play out like that but that's how i took it in the moment
1: yeah colin says it hasn't been his week his month Or even his year. (laughs) And all he wants from Kelly is forgiveness. And she says that she's working on it. And then she gives him a kiss on the cheek.
0: A sensual kiss on the cheek.
1: Yes. And she turns and walks away. And, like, Valerie and her stare each other down from across the room as, as she walks away. Yeah. It is, like... It is a little bit scary, their looks. I could
0: take more of them hating each other. I want more scenes of them hating each other.
1: Yeah. Later on, Austin and Ryan go outside to drink all the alcohol that they have pilfered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. i they are just pounding it back. I mean, all types. They are mixing yeah. everything yeah. they find and just yep. like yep. Sh- cup after cup after cup. Tara is talking with David about video cameras, so I guess she knows yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah,
0: I could not quite. I don't know if they were trying to like plant a little seed there. Yeah, a spark between the two of them. I don't know. It was weird.
1: Joe stops Austin and Ryan from throwing a empty bottle of whiskey across the room like a football. Yeah, this is why they don't make footballs out of glass. Joe says, "Great line." <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just stupid. David comments on. Wow, they sure are drunk and steve's like eh, it's fine i was getting drunk at their age it's you know they'll be fine
0: yeah david's like the responsible one now apparently
1: yeah <laughs> greg arrives and brandon or whoever has the camera it's david david makes him do like a lame greeting to the camera as he walks well, in
0: david makes him do a greeting he chooses to be lame that's, that's true. of his own his that's own true. choosing
1: so greg and kelly go to dance leaving tara behind and she mm. like sadly watches them from oh, poor Clum, tara from the other room okay which which of the brothers is it that starts getting sick here is it austin ryan it's ryan okay so yeah. ryan he's watching the party his vision is we see very blurry and he's not feeling yeah. good and then it looks like he's gonna throw up and he runs outside so then Austin, a few minutes later, comes to find Steve and is sa- and says, Ryan is passed out outside. So they go out to see what's wrong with him. And Steve's like, ah, get up. You're fine. But not Dr. Greg says, we need to call 911 right now. He has alcohol poisoning. Yep. Like, they is, need to yep. pump his stomach. Mm-hmm. He could die. Which, I mean, yes, obviously, they have alcohol poisoning with all the yeah, stuff they're sure, drinking. Sure. They drank that whole bottle that they... Uh, swiped. And then they went back in and Muntz was like, hey, don't drink those cups. And they're like, we're just cleaning up. And then they chug all these, like, half-empty cups of things. Yeah.
0: And they're just spindly little teens. I never saw them eat anything either. I know. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. You gotta hydrate.
1: Back at Colin's apartment, Valerie and Colin arrive home, and Colin says he actually had a really good time at the party. He's glad that he went. But Valerie is not in a good mood. She says that she saw the way that he was with Kelly. And she thinks, you know, am I just like a placeholder? She says, you'll fall in love with any female body that keeps you afloat.
0: Correct. True.
1: But Colin says, no, he loves her. I love you. And he wants to be with her forever. This is the first
0: time that Colin and Kelly have seen each other since everything went down they were just like fully a couple and then stuff went down and this is the first time that they've seen each other since i think considering that i felt like their interaction was very appropriate you know i don't know what yeah. valerie expected. you know
1: yeah well valerie loves colin too and she always has she always said has. she always has there's
0: I do I buy that because I feel like she had when she was like an awkward teen had this like unrequited crush on him and now like all her dreams are coming true. I buy that from like an immature place.
1: She couldn't have cared less about him until he showed up and she was like, Oh yeah, you I remember yeah. you. I'm in love sure. with you. Yeah. Whatever. It's going too fast. Yeah. At the hospital, Rush arrives and Steve lets him know what's going on with Ryan and rush is very mad at steve
0: he is but like what did you think was going to happen honestly i know like he dropped him off no notice when steve was running like a frat party you know Mm -hmm. stupid nobody takes responsibility in this episode i that's what i say
1: yeah back at kelly donna claire's greg is walking kelly and tara to the door and there's an awkward moment where kelly and greg want to be alone But Tara's trying to get Kelly to come inside. But then Tara ends up going inside on her own. And she's like watching them through the blinds as they kiss. Mm -hmm. And then she grabs the necklace that Kelly let her borrow.
0: Kelly's favorite
1: necklace? Her favorite necklace. And she rips it off and the beads fly everywhere. And we get this really bad ADR. Yes. And I don't understand because her mouth is not moving. Not moving at all. So was it supposed to be like we're hearing her thoughts
0: or I don't, I think it was just supposed to be, Oh, we really need more in that scene. I wish she would have called her a bitch, you know? And so they like toss it in. Yeah. It, it's really clumsy. Yeah. I think they think they get away from it because it's panning down and you really only see her mouth for a fraction of a second when the, when the words start. And so I think they think they get away with it, but no, no, not at all. No, you don't, you don't. It, it, it's also not necessary. Like the the ripping, the very purposely ripping the necklace after such a big deal was made from it gets the point across. Yeah. It doesn't need to say anything. So it is the ADR of it was very clumsy.
1: Back at the hospital, we get jolly old Dr. What's his name? I don't know his name, but he comes out and says yeah. that Ryan is doing better. Yeah. He's, you know, he's oh, out of the. Hi, everyone. <laughs> he's out of the. What's the. Was in the ER
0: and then he was in the ICU, and yeah, and now he's doing good. Out of the woods. That's what I was trying to say. He's out of the woods. Out of the woods.
1: Rush is still angry at Steve for everything, and he Mm -hmm. says, "You know, you and your brothers are the most important thing in the world to me, and you need to be looking out for each other." No. So Steve takes that to heart, and he goes to check on Ryan.
0: Rush does not say, I put you in an impossible position. I should never have done this. You tried to warn me and I made you do it anyway. No, he doesn't say that.
1: I mean, how old are Austin and Ryan?
0: I think they're in high school.
1: So, yeah, I mean, they can, they know if I drink this alcohol, I'm going to get wasted. Right. Like, Steve shouldn't have to tell them that. Right. It's not like they're seven years old running around and don't know I what don't they're drinking. I
0: don't really understand why they needed a babysitter at all. I know. Like, their dad's just going to be I guess he just doesn't want to leave
1: him alone. I don't know.
0: Guess not. So he drops them off at a frat party instead? Okay.
1: Back at the Walsh house, <laughs> Brandon and Susan are making Austin drink a bunch of coffee to sober yeah. him up. But he's, he's like, I'm good. No more coffee. So there's a phone call, which Brandon answers. And it's Claire telling them, you know, he's, he's doing better. He's going to be OK. Yeah. And so after Austin hears that, he's like, all right, you know, I am pretty tired. I'm going to go to bed. And our last scene is back at the hospital. Steve is pacing beside Ryan's bed. And Ryan wakes up, doesn't know where he is or what happened. And Steve's like, well, let me tell you what happened. You're a screw up. And you got me in trouble with dad. You ruined the party and you're an idiot, but you're my brother and I love you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But again, Steve doesn't say, look, I was supposed to be responsible for you. I wasn't watching out for you. This happened. We're both to blame. He's just like, you're stupid, but I give you my grace anyway. (laughs) Stupid little spelling.
1: So the nurse comes in and tells Steve he has to leave. But Steve's like, this is my brother. I'd really like to stay. And so she lets him stay.
0: Yeah. Very loose at this hospital. Yeah. She's like, oh, you want to stay? Oh, sorry. No, you're fine.
1: <laughs> I yeah. thought you could, you know, care less if you were a here. Can I bring you anything? And that's the episode.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, a
1: verdict? Meh. Yeah. Meh. There I was just, like I... just so many oh, bad decisions, yeah. like we said at the top. It's... It just doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't make a
0: lot of sense to me. I don't know. All the stuff that happened is just kind of like, whatever, you know, and we're just like... We're just winding it up with Tara, obviously, you know, but like all the other stuff, I don't know. I don't I don't understand
1: this, kind of this adding Tara in to be like a, a villain. I don't know. I, I, or like, you know, an agent of chaos. Did we, we need, need that? Either. We've already had a ton of chaos in the past yeah, couple of episodes.
0: Yeah. I know. Well, going back to what we were talking about last time, about how, like, I wish that we had some college stories. I really feel like just completely ignoring the campus keeps forcing them to come up with like, just like interpersonal stuff that happens either in the Walsh house or the beach place, you know? And it's just like, they're running out,
1: you know? Just give us, just give us a storyline about how they've really got to study for their midterms. You know, they've got midterms coming and boy, Steve is worried about this test.
0: I miss the campus stuff. Like, I mean, I liked the stuff that was set in the high school. I liked, you know, season four that had a lot more campusy stuff going on. I mean, I was ready to be done with John Sears, of course, but like, I don't know, like the dorm life, the campus center, like even the school paper, there's just a lot there and they don't do anything with it. And I feel like when they don't, you get an episode like this where they're like, Oh, we got to do something. We got to have something, you know, this yeah. episode feels a little bit like grasping at straws. Like the Colin stuff. It's like, whatever. You know?
1: Yeah. I'm very over Colin. And Valerie and Colin being already at I Love You's and her just like throwing everything she has at trying to save him, it just, I hate it. I'm not enjoying it at all.
0: I mean, I haven't really been a fan of them trying to make Valerie heroic all along. You know, I think she was at her best, like, in early season five, where, like, you just – where it was still kind of, like, people weren't really sure what to make of her, and she was just, like, starting little fires and mm-hmm. leaving, you know? Like, that, I thought, brought a really interesting dynamic, but now it's, like, she's just a gal trying to do her best, you know? and I Yeah, just and I mean, like, it God.
1: is selfish because she wants to be with Colin, so yeah. she's, you know, saving him for her sake, but yeah, I don't know. I just – not into it this is just a
0: thing they do they do it with characters particularly female characters over and over again where they have like oh this character is going to come in and do this thing and then they just can't do it you know like they brought in claire and claire was like remember claire was like chaining herself to brandon's bed and so she was like this like total wild child you know and i'm glad we got over that kind of stuff but i liked I liked Claire as like the wild, unpredictable one, but then they brought her in, and she's just like a straight laced genius, and that's it. We yeah. never have any of the like eccentric Claire anymore. She's mm-hmm. just like another one, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. same with Valerie. It's like they just they can't they can't hold on to it, and so we get to a place where like everybody's the same, and we just keep going on. you know the only thing they seem to be able to stick with is Donna's a virgin,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, I just yep. don't
0: like whatever. You know, Kelly started out really vapid and everything, and we don't have any shades of that anymore. It's just, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. All right. Uh, two and snap. Kendra, what was your 90210 snap?
1: You know, there were a couple snappy ones, but I think I'll give it to the Kelly-Valerie stare down.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Subtle it was moment. just, All you right. could
1: see the fire in both of their eyes.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give it to the scene that uh, follows that, where... Valerie's like you'll just love any female body who pays for what you need yeah you know? <laughs> I thought that was uh, oh, pretty dramatic so I'm gonna give it to that yes all right Kendra well every other week you can catch me on this Endorian Dorian life and then sometimes I'm over at house things for the David A. Howe public library talking books and such what about you Kendra
1: I am Miss Music Box 91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, Yes, where where we talk about 90s music. I and believe
0: I saw a poll recently.
1: I hope so, because okay. Eric was supposed to put up a poll. I
0: saw one, yeah. But
1: our next episode will be about Sixth Avenue Heartache by The Wallflowers.
0: Oh, okay. One of my favorite well, songs. You so. think I'll recognize that when I hear it? I don't know that title. Maybe. I
1: don't okay, know. We'll find out. I love we'll it. Out. So you Push should back
0: higher in the, in the list. Maybe. So get a back over Maybe. On,
1: okay. All right.
0: <laughs> well, next week here in the old US of a it's Thanksgiving. So we're taking a week off so you can revisit some Thanksgiving episodes of 90210 past, but the following week we'll be back with season six, episode 26, flirting with disaster. <laughs>
1: 90210 here we go. back.